Welcome to People with Purpose. So many people are looking for meaning, but they don't know where to start. Imagine a world where everyone could just get their purpose out of them and then actually make it happen. I'm David Roberts and I believe that we all have a purpose and with focus and a little help, people with purpose make a difference. And this show is where these stories come to life. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of People with Purpose. Uh, this is a TNT, tiny noticeable thing, but it's actually quite a big one. Uh, if, you, uh, if you're if you running a business, uh, then uh, you are uh, looking after your customers, uh, you're delivering service, uh, you're looking to make money, uh, you're looking to make a difference. Uh, but what are you building? What are you building when you, when you build a business? Um, have you uh, thought about that? I think it's an important thing to do because uh, when you're um, starting a business, uh, you sort of set out a plan and then you get into that kind of urgent need to to get some customers and to uh, bring some uh, revenue through the business, bring some cash into the business so you can uh, invest it in a stock or services or, or people or whatever it is uh, you need to do um, to uh, to sustain the business. And then when you're actually uh, running a business that's, um, that's working, you know, you've got a, a group of customers there. Um, it's, uh, it's, also, it's also very easy to stay very focused on making money, making enough money to keep the business uh, going and to invest in the business to help it to uh, to grow, to, to get more reach. Uh, but what are you investing in? A business is an asset. And um, if a business is an asset, then it's the assets of the business uh, that create uh, the value of that business. So do you know how much your business is worth? Well, there is a uh, a classic uh, calculation to uh, to work out the value of any business, and uh, th- there's different ways of doing it. But the but the most uh, common way is to uh, take uh, the profit, so EBITDA earnings before interest, tax, uh, depreciation, and amortization. Uh, but yeah, net profit basically, um, and uh, and then to times that by the multiple. So the multiple is a um, a benchmark. Basically, uh, businesses in different sectors are generally speaking worth a benchmark multiple if they are well-run businesses. So you know it could be five times profit, or it could be uh, you know ten times profit. And some of the 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 the, the crazy tech businesses uh, could be twenty plus times profit. That could be the multiple. I mean, why is it important? I suppose understanding that the value of your business, of the equity value of the, of the business is, is important because you need to begin with the end in mind and, and think about the business that you're running. Think about why you're running that business um, and whether or not it's something that you're doing for your own purposes as a lifestyle business or if it's uh, to fulfill a mission and you want it to carry on uh, fulfilling that mission after uh, you may have perhaps uh, moved on, uh, legacy, that kind of thing, uh, then um, then you know, beginning with the end in mind, understanding what sort of valuation of a business you want to get to is important and for a couple of reasons. So one, you may uh, want to sell the business at, at a point in time uh, and to get a return for all of the effort that you've put in, uh, making sure the business is worth um, as, as much as it possibly can be seems like a sensible thing to do. 
uh, but also actually the disciplines of building the value of a business actually help you to to focus on working on the business uh, rather than spending 100% of your time in the business. And that's a good thing to do because that helps you to uh, anticipate future needs for the business. It helps you to think in new and creative ways about how you can uh, how you can stretch and grow and have more of a positive impact on the world, even if you've got no intention of selling business or um, or, or if money's not really a, a driver for you at all. That's that's fine. Um, using these kind of uh, financial uh, metrics, if you like, as a uh, as a, as a measure. Uh, is very very valid because uh, you know money is what we use to uh, to exchange goods and services these days. It's a measure of the value that you bring to the world. So even if it's not uh, you know a, a motivator for you or the profit motive is not the reason why you're doing what you're doing, actually money is important because a it means that your business is sustainable. Uh, and B, like I say, it is a measure, one measure, not the only measure, but one measure of the value that you are bringing to the world. So whether you're a, a, a business uh, or a non-profit uh, organization or a, um, or a charity or even a kind of a, a, a club um, serving members, uh, you still need to generate a, uh, enough cash to, uh, to sustain the business. And if you generate a surplus, you can invest it. So, so what are you looking to do? Are you looking to, um, to build um, an asset? Assets in the business are the things that influence uh, the multiple. So spending energy and focus on the things that that move the multiple is a really, really good way to spend your time. And if you're the business owner uh, and you've got people working for you, you know, you're leading a team, uh, if, if they can focus on generating uh, revenue uh, and managing cost, i.e., you know, they're growing the profit of the business. Um, and if, if you can then focus a bit of time thinking about uh, the multiple and how you'll grow uh, the assets in the business, uh, then uh, then that's a good way to, to to set things up to enable you to separate yourself from the business and from uh, the daily uh, kind of pressures of the business, not forever, but for a part of your time to then uh, focus on that big vision for the future, you know, begin with the end in mind. Um, and so you can work on building those assets. It also enables you to take a kind of an outside-in type view. So you're looking at it from a market perspective, from a customer perspective, when you're looking at these things. Uh, and uh, and again, like I say, that is a really good, really good thing to do. So multiples are, um, like I say, the starting point is as a benchmark uh, for a multiple. And uh, the multiple uh, benchmark is different for different industries, different products and services. So if you Google benchmark multiple, you'll get lots of information about that online and, uh, and you'll be able to see, uh, see what, what I mean by that. But the kind of things that, that get you to the benchmark are um, things like, um, how, how are your costs? Are your, are your costs uh, on the heavy side? Um, are they, uh, are they un under control? Uh, are they um, proportionate to uh, to to the to the, the revenue that your business is generating? 
if you look at your revenues and your um, your sales, um, how how risky are they? Are they are they continuous sales? Is it are they one off orders? Uh, what's your sales history like? Uh, so what are the what are the revenues doing in your business, and what are the ratios between assets in the business and liabilities. How much cash are you generating? How much debt is there in the business? Um, All all of those kind of things uh, have a bearing on whether you hit that benchmark multiple. Another key thing is about the management team or the the people in the business. And um, that's a key factor. So so the actual people uh, in the business um, and uh, and their capability is is a, is a key factor on on whether or not you you meet the benchmark. And again, this is a really important point for for founders of businesses. If there's a, an over dependence on you as the founder of a business uh, to either generate sales or develop products or, or 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 to make the business work, then then that will affect whether or not you hit the benchmark multiple for your business. So if that is something that, that is um, something for you, then um, then that's something to think about. You know, how can you uh, empower people in the business to, to grow, to take on some of that responsibility? Uh, one, to reduce the dependency on you, because what happens if, if uh, something happens to you, um, if your, your business will stop working? And but also too to enable you to to grow the business with a bit more uh, freedom and also get some of your own time back as well. So that's another sort of benefit of of thinking about the business in this this way. And then there are the external factors. I mean, the whole thing about a benchmark multiple for a business will also be affected by things that are sort of outside of of your control to a degree. So 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 the market and how the markets looking at the moment how much uh, money there is floating around in the um, in the financial markets and and what's business confidence like and, and in particularly in relation to your to your sector so some of those things that you can, you can influence uh, with how you go to market and the, and your position in the market uh, but some of those things are are kind of slightly out of your control so it's important to make sure that all those basic things are right the costs are under control. Uh, you, you understand the risk to your revenues, and you've got a good balance of of revenues that are kind of ongoing uh, customers and um, and then and then new customers, growing customers. What the, what's the asset versus liability position in the business? How's your balance sheet looking? What's the quality of your your team like to run the business? And is there an overdependence on you? Um, and uh, and what's going on in in, in the in, in the wider market that is affecting your business? So if you get to a benchmark multiple, then uh, there are several things. There are um, six things that really help you to to grow the multiple. So say for example, you're in a business um, uh, doing uh, you know five hundred thousand profit a year and the benchmark multiple for for your sector is five so that means you've got a business that's worth uh, two and a half million uh, pounds what kind of things will help you to, uh, to to grow the value of your business well one is to grow the profit so grow from five hundred thousand to to six hundred thousand will help you to grow the value of your business uh, but if you grow the multiple as well, then like I say, you're building strength and resilience into your business. Uh, one, to prepare it to be uh, to be sold, if that's something that you want to do, uh, but also to actually challenge you to to focus on the things that you need to improve 
to uh, to give your business a better sustainable future. So what are those things? Well, it starts off with people. So, and it's not just having good people in the business. It's having a good system and approach to build the capability of people and culture in the business. So how do you go about doing that? I mean, if you look at uh, examples uh, out there where there's real clear people uh, cultures uh, and there's a company called uh, called Zappos, and their culture uh, has been very, very focused on the customer and a personal relationship uh, with the customer. They sell shoes, and their whole ethos is about helping people to buy shoes. And people in that business uh, are the reason why uh, they um, th- th- they grow. They, you know, they, they, they invest in, in their people, and they invest in the systems through which they uh, manage and develop their people and give their people opportunities. And that's a real key component for growth uh, for uh, Zappos. So um, so that's the first thing that's going to uh, move the multiple is people and how you build capability and culture in your business. The second thing is about systems. Now, when you're, when you're running a business and you're scaling a business, uh, it can all get a bit chaotic. But systems and processes and um, and also products to a degree any any kind of innovation in the business um, these things help you to uh, to grow and to scale but also if they are uh, systems that you've developed for example to um, to sell something or to design something um, then then they can become an asset uh, and, and with these things if you particularly if it's a product if you use it for yourself it, it it's affecting uh, the profit, but if it's something that you can sell to others, uh, potentially it's a um, something that's going to affect your and grow your multiple. So, if you look at uh, businesses where they, uh, for example, uh, develop property um, and they then uh, turn that then into their experience then into a training uh, business to help other people do the same thing, then that's taking uh, a system that they've got to, uh, to to invest in and to develop properties. Um, and they're taking that then and using that as an asset, then uh, as something they can sell that knowledge, sell to other people to actually grow a new revenue stream. And that's a new asset for the business. Or if you uh, manufacture a product for your own systems, uh, you can also then potentially uh, manufacture uh, that product that product for for other uh, people who are who are potentially operating in your market uh, and adapt it and uh, and and give them a slightly different uh, product so you retain the integrity of your product but you're using your capability uh, to innovate in products as an asset that you are then able to to sell to others. So the first one is people, and and the second thing is uh, systems and, and process innovation. The third thing to really move the multiple is uh, a product extension. So if you can, if you've got a capability, a proven capability to take uh, that product uh, and to to um, to grow uh, a range of products around a core uh, product or service that you sell, then um, then that is you building an asset. So an, an example here would be uh, Saga. So Saga sort of started as a as a kind of a, a hotel uh, for, for for people of a certain age uh, and um, and that then evolved actually into uh, into a, a whole lifestyle 
company with uh, with you know insurance products and other services uh, for for people of that age group so so they've take so they've taken a um, an initial product and they've extended uh, their um, their product range to include a whole lifestyle uh, type package for for those uh, for those target customers or core customers for that business. So how could you um, develop product extensions that are aligned to your core uh, to then grow that as a capability as an asset for your business? The uh, fourth thing is about channel. So um, entering a new market. Uh, you know, if, if you we saw during the the, the pandemic that um, that, that organisations with uh, one channel, i.e., retail, uh, there's the Primark as a key example, purely uh, selling through uh, the, the the face-to-face uh, retail outlets, bricks and mortar on the high street, and that then shut down. So they did not have an online channel, as an example. Uh, through which to sell, and that had a big impact on on their business. So um, those organisations with a uh, a face to face channel, with a uh, with an online channel, um, they might sell direct. They might sell through distribution. Uh, they might sell in uh, in in one country, uh, or they might sell in many countries. And and all of if you move from selling in one country to to being an international business, then uh, then that is a channel extension. So if you can uh, demonstrate uh, that you've got an ability to go into new markets uh, and you can do it once and then do it again, then you're demonstrating that you've got an asset that, uh, that you, can, uh, you can actually uh, use to justify a higher multiple for your business. And then uh, there's two more. So we've had people, uh, systems, product, and channel extensions. The next one is brand. If you look at, um, and again, it's easier to look at big brands, but but it, it, this equally applies to to sort of smaller businesses. If you've got a brand and a brand reputation, then that is an asset. It is an asset for your business, uh, and it enables you then to to be able to uh, to have a, have a wider impact. So there's a couple of good examples for this. So one, if you look at um, look at Virgin, it's the go-to example for brand. Uh, but the brand development of Virgin has enabled Virgin to go into uh, numerous different fields, and they've got a, a really clear mission. That's a core mission, which is around uh, around doing it better than anybody else and giving customers the the service and the value that they deserve. So you know they've looked at uh, industries which have been letting their customers down, and they say, "Well, we can do it better than that because we've got that that um, that people culture as a kind of an asset, and they've also got the brand, which then gives them the kind of authority uh, and the reputation to be respected when they go into a new market." Now, there's ways that you can do that with with your business, um, and a good example of that is with your personal brand. Uh, as well. So if you've got a personal brand that is well constructed, then that potentially, and you've got a good story and good authority, then that potentially gives you the opportunity to to accelerate the growth of the value of your business, influence the multiple, yes, but also enable you to, uh, to get into uh, new markets, new areas, new conversations uh, with much less friction. Uh, if you l- look at how that translates into how businesses are valued, then, you know, the business that sells the most cars is not 
or hasn't for the last few years, been the business with the highest value, the highest like market cap. I mean, the highest market cap is Tesla. And the reason for that is is Elon Musk and his personal brand. Um, and, you know, obviously what, what he stands for and what they do in terms of innovation, uh, you know, so system, process, product innovation, product extension, uh, channel extension, territories, but also uh, Elon Musk's personal brand has a big impact on the value of the company in either a, a good way or sometimes, uh, depending on what he says, a way that affects the, uh, the, the the value of the business as well. So take care with personal brand uh, and make sure you know what you're doing with it. Uh, but, um, but yeah, brand is a key thing that really moves the multiple. And then the last thing that really helps you to grow the multiple is scale. So selling more to more customers, greater reach, and really it's an accumulation of all of the previous uh, things that move the multiple uh, in the right direction. And, you know, again, another good example of this that everyone uses, but it's easy to to see why, uh, is Amazon. So Amazon have taken one product, one service, one channel, and they have exploded that. And, and they've, their, their, their extensions have been all around product and geography. Um, and they have a system which they have used to be able to scale their business. So if you're running a business, then uh, it's very, very easy to be focused on, on, on the profit, on the cash, and on, on keeping the thing ticking over. And that's something that you might need to do for, for a period of time, either to get things up and running or to move through a difficult period. But it's very, very important to begin with the end in mind. And when you're building a business, uh, you're doing it for a reason, to fulfill a purpose uh, and to fulfill a mission. Uh, but you're also doing it uh, to build an asset. And if you can look at it like that, allocate some of your time to work out how you can build your business into an asset, then you will also be building the value of your business, uh, which will be a good thing to do, like I say, because what it does is it, A, if you intend to sell the business at any point, it, it helps you to, uh, to get a better return on your invested uh, time. And also, uh, it challenges you to think about your business in a, in a different way uh, and, and to, to get that reach and that impact that you deserve uh, because if you're providing a great service, then uh, your ability to reach uh, people, uh, whether it's a lifestyle business and you're doing it, you know, in a kind of a kind of a relatively uh, modest way, or whether you've got ambitions to to really take on the world, uh, these questions are, are really helpful to to challenge your thinking and encourage you to work on the business as opposed to purely working in the business. Okay, so quick recap, recap then. So. To get to a benchmark multiple, your business has to be relatively well run. Costs need to be under control. Revenues, not too much of that at risk. Assets and liabilities in balance. Good people in the business doing a good job. And some market drivers that are going your way. And then in order to really move the multiple in a positive direction, to beat the benchmark multiple for your sector, have great systems for developing, caring for, and releasing the capability of people. That's number one. Number two is systems and processes uh, at the, that enable you to uh, provide a, a good level of service in an efficient way, and also bring forward products 
that are an asset, i.e. you can use it for yourself, if it's a system, or potentially you could use it to help other people too. You could sell it. So number one is people. Number two is systems. Number three is a product extension. So taking uh, your product and uh, bolting on new products and services around that and a proven ability to do that. Number four is uh, channels. So can you take it online? Can you take it into Europe? Can you take it into the States? Can you take it into the UK? So geography, uh, routes to market, um, and can you demonstrate an ability to go into new territories, uh, whatever that might be? Number five is brand. How can you build your brand and your personal brand uh, to uh, to increase uh, the, uh, the the value of, of your business uh, and your authority uh, in what you do? And then six is scale. Okay, so I hope that's helpful. And uh, it's an interesting way to think about a business uh, and, uh, and, and really have a maximum impact in the world. Um, set aside some time to work on the business as well as in it. And, uh, and you don't have to do all of those things, but having an eye on what's the most uh, valuable next step for you to take to grow the multiple. And it could be actually in the first instance to get your cost under control. But yeah, if you can, or to grow some revenues uh, with some with some repeat uh, repeating customers, uh, but um, but if you can uh, focus on the business as well as in it um, and build the business as an asset, then what it does do is it takes you towards your vision uh, and it helps you to remind yourself as to why you set up this business in the first place. Thanks for listening to People with Purpose. I hope you've enjoyed the show and are enjoying going on this journey. Please remember to like and subscribe and give us a five-star review. Uh, Tell all your friends. And if you're interested in finding out more about any of the things we've covered in this episode of People With Purpose, just get in touch. All the details are in the show notes. Thanks. Bye.